0: Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name's Thomas. <clears throat> I'm Steve. Ooh. Uh, my name's Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I caught you all off guard this week. Yeah, I'm like
1: leaning back on my chair. I'm not even ready.
0: Welcome back, everyone, uh, to another episode of Do The Right Film. Uh, coming back from a, a week break, we all took a vacation day. Um, I think it was just a scheduling thing. like Nobody was able to uh, get er- everything together, but... Uh, We did record a video in that time, though, Um, so I'll be dropping that probably the middle of every month, Uh, so this month I'll be dropping it, June 15th, Um, it's going to be a now streaming video again, so if you guys are looking for some shit that's streaming, that is definitely worth a watch, check it out, Steve, you don't even know what movies we picked, did you? No, I'd like to be prepped. Oh, so you weren't there, it'd be a nice surprise for you. Yeah, uh, we weird. did open up the format a little bit. It's more like our podcast. We, we did less scripted. Um, and yeah, and we kind of just didn't uh, reveal the movies to each other. So we can kind of just talk about them naturally. And be more uh, open about our endeavors. So, this week uh, we're back with uh, a review of another X-Men movie. Have we done an X-Men movie? Oh, we did Logan, I think. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We, we did, did do Logan, but um, I don't think that counts. Yeah, so, well, this is the actual, like, full X-Men. But this is Dark Phoenix, uh, directed by Simon Kinberg, starring the usual cast, you know, James McBoy, Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt. Heard those two have history. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? You're coming in really hot, man. I'm just very, like, thrown off. <laughs> Kristen Holt and who? I've seen Nick, it. Nick Holt. I've seen it. In the who?
0: happening, the fapping. Oh, really? Yeah, the you, fappening the fat,
1: you ever watch that? Uh, or, I guess like, I missed never, that. Yeah, I, was, I was in the cultural like thing, When <clears throat> all the
0: the nude and sex images got leaked of everyone. That's crazy. Do your thing, Jennifer Lawrence. I do not judge her based on that image. Why? Why should you? Right? So like people who do that shit with their girlfriends, but like judge people when they see a photo of it.
1: Wow, they look like a really cute couple.
0: They sure do. Yeah, they look. even if there is fluid on her face. Anyways, um <clears throat> let's uh let's let's get into the show. Uh, I haven't you know, talked to you guys in in a while.
1: Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well I was talking to the listeners, so welcome welcome again. Um uh, how is everybody's week? Oh, I should also mention we're not doing a topic this week. <clears throat> um we're gonna get back on track from our our week off uh, this week, and then proceed as as normal next week. So, Steve, how was your week?
1: <sighs> Super dope. A lot of great things have been happening. Uh, just just life. Just, it's beautiful outside. Mm-hmm. Been getting getting in a run, uh, runs throughout the week, which was nice. No, that speaking sucks. speaking of runs, uh, I went on a run today. If, if did, Harvey's uh, making a
0: diarrhea joke right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: speaking of. Running, uh, uh, I, I, did, uh, I did a nice cool three miles before the show started today. Uh, that's not the point of the conversation. I did see something that I never see in Ridgewood. I saw a leather daddy. You oh, know yeah. what that is, right? No.
2: It's a male that dresses in all leather.
1: Yes, I saw one today.
2: Probably had a mustache.
1: Uh, yes, he has long hair. Uh, <clears throat> nothing against his weight, but this he was a part of bit like. A- no, this is not a thing. I actually did see this while I was running. And the best part was was that... While he was walking, he's like, he's showing so much skin, and he had just like this piece of leather strapped around his body. And while he's walking by, it's his dad with his kids walking, and I just know for a fact the kids are going to ask him later, like, Dad, what did you just see? And so he's like, Explain uh, to Probably
0: because it's Pride Week, man. He's, he's, is that what it... Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. It's not a week, it's a month. Pride
2: well, morning, Pride Month people uh, yeah definitely celebrate throughout the week. I'm only giving them a fucking week, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I've never seen that in Ridgewood, so it's just like I was like. I mean, there's over. a lot.
2: There's a lot of gay people in
1: Ridgewood. I think really?
0: just in your building alone.
1: Oh yeah, I guess not, so. I never not noticed notice huh. Well, yeah, I, that was. I've never. have never seen it just out in public in Ridgewood before. So it guess you know, things are changing oh, wow. in the community.
0: <laughs> They're spreading their homosexual agenda yeah. on you.
1: Oh would you I think anyone would be surprised if they see a full blown leather daddy walking around a Ridgewood, especially if you grew up in this neighborhood. <laughs> mm. Especially if you grew up in this neighborhood. I think
0: it's, everyone it's in New York isn't expecting it today. Accustomed to anything at this point.
1: You think uh, so?
2: It's very difficult to shock me, at uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. Pretty
1: much. It's not really a shock. It was just like I just wasn't expecting it. Like I think I think I think that's there's like a level shock. It's like <gasps> it wasn't like yeah. that. It was just like I was like oh
0: yeah. Like on the way over here, I saw a homeless guy trying to saw his own arm off. I was like, okay, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> the thing is, cool.
1: <laughs> the thing is, it's New York, and like on the train, I wouldn't be <laughs> fucking surprised. Like just some dude, like, in, the just some dude <laughs> in the corner, and then everyone's so fucking numb. They're just like.
0: Uh, everyone like gonna, moves the other side of the train. I they're just go. worried
1: that he might delay the train for like five seconds. So <laughs> they're like, they don't tell anyone. They don't tell the authorities. They're just like, oh, fuck it. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. I'm just just gonna, don't delay I'm, the fucking train. I'm
0: gonna move over to the other side. Yeah. Smells weird.
1: Just don't make eye contact. That's all it is. <clears throat> Yours sweet. is a fucking shithole.
2: <laughs> yeah, Harvey. How was your week? Um, I think it was good. Um. Same old, I guess. Just uh hanging out.
1: No homeless people.
2: No homeless people?
1: No, did you see nothing.
2: I, s- I mean, I saw this I saw this one uh homeless lady. I think she was homeless and um she was like smoking something. Was it crack? And she was like it was probably crack, but she was like hunched over on the ground and there was like a she was like standing in like a the biggest pile of puke. And uh she was like trying to light her little fucking whatever it was.
1: See, and, all right. You're a good person because you didn't assume you like you want to assume it's cracked but you're still trying to take the benefit, like saying like oh probably not, but most people would assume when they saw the vomit. Well, it was
2: <laughs> it, that's basically what it was. I was like, what did you smoke? It? Oh shit, that's a lot of vomit. And then I was fucking, <laughs> like it was disgusting. I was like
1: the was, spike in like fucking was like
2: oh fuck. Yeah, I was curious, and then it turned into fear, and then I walked away as quick, quickly as possible. Um, but aside from that, I had a pretty, uh, standard week, I suppose, um, just hunting for jobs and, uh, watching movies, um, taking long walks in, uh, out in the city. Um. Damn, pretty, pretty soon you'll be one of those homeless people, huh? <laughs> <Just kidding>. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get acclimated to the to the streets. And, the lifestyle, yeah. That's why you're walking around. And you're like, it's not so bad. I'm trying out to here, pick right? out some uh, real estate, <laughs> basically. Probably, you know, fold a cardboard box. I think I would. I think I'd kill. I th- I I'd, I'd do pretty good. I think.
1: I think you said you said you're about to kill the homeless game. Like well, you were like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has a point. he has out. a
2: point. We would be
0: great at home, being homeless. <laughs> See, a lot of the homeless people have like have been. I mean, it's not to anybody's fault possibly It maybe their fault but uh they are more mentally uh Unstable. unhealthy yeah. yeah so like they're they don't make the best decisions they can and like i'd find food everywhere i'd be like fucking like i'm playing a video game and i just scored some loot like i'd, I'd be i'd be killing it man i know where this, they I think this is the most like, offensive homeless, opening we've ever people, <laughs> had it doesn't occur to them like if they have like mental illness that like Dunkin' Donuts throws out all their donuts at the end of the, the night or whatever. I don't know, right? Maybe. Oh, no, they. Maybe, yeah. But,
1: but how how long can you? All right, this is an honest question. Well, it's not just how donuts. long. No, I'm just saying, like how. <laughs> you can. How long how can you survive off of like Dunkin' Donuts bagels and or pastry products? Oh, no,
0: well, that's an example. You can find. Mm, you can find other a food. Long
1: time. Vegetables. You think so? Yeah. You think you could survive at least a month off of that shit? Just that's all you eat? Survive? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Have bro. you watched Super Size Me? Right. You could sur- could
2: survive he ate McDonald's every day.
1: That's fucking rough, man. That's a lot of fucking I bet riot. he could have kept
0: doing it. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs>
1: but he wussed out. <laughs>
0: Pussy. Uh, all right, cool. My week was good. Um, I did something pretty wild. I bought a plane ticket. Two oh, point tickets.
1: I completely forgot about this whole thing. I thought you were going to say something else. I was like, what the fuck did you do? Nah, man.
0: I'm going to Japan again. It's time to visit my Yeah, I heard rumors Mecca. about this. Yeah, I found some pretty solidly priced plane tickets to uh, Japan. Uh, about six fifty a pop, round trip. Uh, managed to get out of really long layovers in China. So I think my longest layover is five hours, so that's pretty good. Uh Yeah, so I'm going to go to Japan in November.
2: Sounds good. Steve, yeah. did you get an invite?
1: Uh, yes, actually, I did. Wow. Uh, but well, I told nice. him I'm going on a spiritual journey by myself. He's actually lying,
2: Harvey. Nobody got an invite. A spiritual
0: journey? I figured, yeah. I'm going to go
1: by myself. Yeah, I didn't invite anybody, Harvey.
0: Don't worry. Okay. But uh, but the reason did I didn't invite it. Steve, because I know if he could have went, he would have. And I didn't want to ask you right now, because... Uh,
1: he's afraid. Of, he doesn't want us to be third wheels. <laughs>
0: And you also have to. You also have to factor in how fast this decision happens, right? Like I wasn't planning this behind you guys' back. It was I always planning to go to Japan. But it
1: sounds like he sounds like you're making a lot of excuses right now. No, and what I'm it's saying like, like it's is like geez. he's like stumbling all his words and his lies. But think about
0: how quickly I made this decision. I literally act way too quick. I jump. My fucking middle name should be Jump the Gun. Uh, but so. Tappy got a really good new job, and it like pretty much solidified our financial stability. And I was like, "All right, cool, we'll be fine for a while." Uh, within three weeks, I had purchased tickets to Japan before she even got her first paycheck. Yeah, but, yeah, she hasn't even gotten her first paycheck yet. <laughs> From the solid new job. decision. Uh, so this is how I operate. So some, like some might say, so even if I had told you, Harvey, uh, I, I, you would have had three weeks to buy a plane ticket while looking for a job, and. You don't want that life. You don't want this. Yeah. Yeah. I but hey man, I'll this. go again. We can we can do a group trip nope, if
2: you nope, guys are down. It's
1: done, it's done. Yeah. No.
2: No. Bitch. We should go to uh I don't know. Let's go somewhere else, Steve. Let's go to Korea.
1: I'm down. Let's go to Korea. Yeah. I so heard they have a lot of great products and uh people there. I was talking I was talking to Korean I was talking about, was talking about North Korea. Korea. Oh uh, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean,
2: I guess. <laughs> It'd be fun. You guys should do it. You got, I, I you need guys. to see the world, Let's apparently. Go, you got to get go chaperoned the whole
0: time, but <laughs> 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 steal some posters, you know. Fucking sick. All right, cool. Well, in that case, why don't we uh, Why don't we transition to a little uh, thing called movies?
1: Real, thing, real quick, all right. I need you to remind me when mm. we're talking about this movie, I have a question. I'm going to write this question down, but I need you to remind me to ask the question. Which movie? Dark Phoenix? Yeah, when we talk about Dark Phoenix. I have a question. I'm going to write it down, but I need you to remind me. That you have a question? Yeah. I'll try. I'll try.
0: I'll uh, try. Alright, so we're going to talk about movies now. Steve... I think uh, I
2: know th- the question, by the way.
0: But yeah, Steve, did you did you watch the movie you were assigned two weeks ago? Yeah, I did. Hold on real quick. I'm writing this question down. Okay, Steve's writing a question down. So, a uh, couple weeks ago we put in our uh, annual... <laughs> it's not annual... <laughs> Weekly, we, uh, <laughs> fucking uh, game where we we roll the dice and and someone has to choose a uh, movie for the person who rolled the lowest number to watch. And Steve lost, so uh,
1: yeah, I did. What
0: I don't remember. It's um, been a long time. <laughs> so what did you watch?
1: I watched the namesake. Oh,
0: right, it's the Indian movie.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, re- released in 2006. Also, every
0: time you don't wear your headphones, you never talk in the mic. I know, but I feel
1: more free this way.
0: Yeah. And You feel very free when nobody can hear what you're saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I watched The Namesake, uh-huh. released in 2006. Uh, I like this tag. It's like two worlds, one journey. It's very beautiful. Uh, so I'm going to just preface this by it. This film is... You guys have to follow me this because I'm going to take you on a little weird journey. Uh, this mm-hmm. film is like... You know when you're just like... It's like kind of like early morning or like in the afternoon you put it on HBO... And it's like starting a new movie. You don't know what the movie is, but you're just kind of like playing it. And you just start watching. And you're like, what the fuck is this? But then somehow you get really hooked. And you're like, damn, I'm glad I fucking watched this. That's what this movie was. It was like a weird kind of movie that they play on HBO that you probably would have never sought out on your own. Hmm. It's just that like you just kind of happen to stumble upon it. Uh, uh, I don't know if I gave it away, but I really did enjoy this film. Uh, the namesake is about an American-born... Uh, Indian man uh, goes by the name uh, Gogol? Gogol Kumar no. yeah no and and in order for him to like fit in with society he feels that he has to change his name his, his birth name is Gogol but his like he changed his name to Nick to sound more American and to kind of fit in with society and this has problems with his like his fami- like his family just because they want to hold on to these traditions and like his identity so there's conflicts th- that arise but uh i don't know if i explained that very well i probably didn't it
2: was explained fine
1: yeah but i mean that's kind of like it, it sounds such a it sounds like a simple premise but it's so much more than that it's kind of like this like this journey this it really is like you know we're introduced to his father and we kind of start the journey off there and we see him kind of Go, you know, go to these like beats in his life where he's like, you know, single man traveling in India, and you know he he meets his wife. He goes through an arranged marriage, which I find like I feel like I feel like this shit works. I feel like I'd never is it. It always seems like everyone seems happy when they're in a range range of marriage. Seems None less of that's stressful. true at all. Looks looks less stressful in this movie, at least. Uh, is it? Is there proof that it's like? I mean, I don't think all. I don't think everyone's miserable in. The they're not there.
2: less successful than. Uh, oh no, American I just, marriages.
1: I don't know. It just seems like less stressful the whole process. I don't know. Well, it's because their
0: expectations are altered, right? They yeah, don't, I guess so. They don't really like. They're,
1: just, they're choice. Choice so. was never a thing, right? I guess right. is yeah. that what, it's, that's yeah, what? it is? Yeah, exactly. Okay, but it basically f- chronicles the life of his father and the journey he goes through to get to America. Uh, you know, he built a family. He, he built a career. And it kind of is predicated on this, like, one experience that he has that kind of, like, pushes him towards that direction. Uh, it, you see it all earlier on in the film. I don't want to spoil it because I think it's a really good scene, kind of like that opening and introducing to the character and kind of, like, where he stands in life and, like, what launches him to this, like, journey to travel and kind of, like, build this life for himself. And it, it's a great story about you know, you know, family legacy and like personal identity. And you see, uh, Kyle Penn's character kind of go through that. Uh, I think fundamental, like uh, as a film, I think it just gets the fundamentals, right? Like it just, it just works inherently. It just, you know, I don't think the director was trying to do anything too crazy behind the camera. You know, it's just, it seemed like just a straightforward, it's, it's in service of the story and the characters, you know nothing more nothing less but i think it's still well shot uh well directed performances or stuff that kind of like stands out uh heartbreaking moments just because this is like kind of a journey through life with this with these characters their ups and downs and uh overall i i I've, i had a great time with this film uh it really hit me at my core and it made me just want to call my mom jesus no it really does it makes you fucking feel like it feels like The the things that Penn's character goes through,
2: accomplished.
1: (laughs) It makes you uh, it makes you just want to call your mom because she's like, "Damn, dude! Like, you're kind of being critical on him because he is trying to fit in. He's American, you know. At the end of the day, like, he's born in America, he's raised in America, but he also has this other identity with his family and this community they that they built. But then it's like, you kind of understand where he's coming from, just because like my, you know, I'm, I'm American, but my parents are both. You know, my whole family is basically from Dominican Republic, so I kind of understand that 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 whole idea of like identity and culture and stuff. Never heard of it. Uh, no, I think it was really, I think it was a really heartwarming story. Uh, I, I would say this is like something I'll definitely revisit and something I definitely would recommend to like other people. It's. It's. I think it was just really well done. I love stories about a character's journey, and not even just one character, but like multiple. You know, it's not just his story. It's basically what kind of just like leads to him eventually making this realization about who he is, and you know, where his name comes from, and what what that means. Uh, I I dare to say I want to give this shit like perfect, but it's like there's just some like weird. There's just like, when I'm talking about like film techniques, there was like weird editing choices that I didn't like. Oh, he I hated like, it. I didn't hate it. It's, it's just like, there was like these it. weird moments So I was just like, it's like if you would have just, just played it safe how the way you were doing it, just getting the, the fundamentals down and just keeping that throughout the film, I think it would have worked just better. But it was just like a lot of these weird like editing, these cuts and like filter change, like the, the grading that they use would so just like dra- dramatically change with the tone of the film just because something happened to the character. So, like, oh, let's shift it. Shifted.
0: Like, maybe they ran out of that film they changed the film <laughs> The stuff. stock
1: and like, oh fuck uh, no but other than that that's like a, such a minor gripe for uh, a film that is just so that I think really really uh, touched me in a lot of different places show me where I'll show you later on this doll <laughs> alright cool uh, will yeah.
0: this, this be the kind of movie that um uh, a Trump supporter could watch and, and no. not hate immigrants anymore.
1: Uh, first of all, that's uh, no, probably not. I'm <laughs> lie to you. They're probably gonna say, like, oh, "I don't get it." Wow, they dating, just he was, assimilate. He's uh, yeah, exactly. That's the mentality. It's just like get with it. But no, it's he was actually dating this uh, his character was like dating this white girl, and and then she kind of finally like you know he has this identity outside of his family, and then she like sees his family and who he is like. Inside there, and it's just like some uh, cultural clashing that happens, which was very interesting. I mean, it's no big sick, but yeah,
0: just kidding.
1: Uh, I think it's better than the big sick.
0: Could be. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about. No, this.
1: You know. It just I, instantly. I want to read the book now. I'm like super interested in reading the book. um uh, Give the shit like a solid fucking a heavy four, man. it's really good. I wonder if fucking. I'm definitely gonna rewatch this. I don't know if anytime soon, but I definitely want to give this a rewatch. Nice. Yeah, Harvey Harvey's uh, just give me the goods, man. Give me all these like uh these uh directors I've never seen any of their films before and it's good. Yeah, That's the know. point of the game. I mean you you, g- you, 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 you you have what? propaganda, man. You're, what are you you're, you're, talking yours about? Yours is always propaganda. This How is, so? How so? This is like, you're always so. pushing some agenda. What? With your movie picks, man. And Harvey's
0: not pushing his agenda? No, no, I don't have an I agenda. Think, I think he goes... What the fuck is he, my agenda? Nah, man. I
1: think he goes... He noticed like, oh, Steve likes these kind of movies. He goes for my taste. No, he doesn't. He's like, I think you... He I think you... The movies he he thinks thinks are, he's, like, he's like, oh, fuck. He picks the movie blindly. He's
0: like, have you seen this? <laughs> I'm sure fucking Harvey's giving you a movie that you didn't like. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Ah. You watch anything else? Yeah, I did. Oh, you watch Your Name.
1: Uh, I mean, I could talk about that or could I talk, to, talk about this Woody Harrelson movie I've watched?
0: You could not talk on the mic, too. Hmm? That <laughs> <laughs> no, is true.
1: Am I off the mic? No,
0: I mean, you literally, you're like doing this. Kind
1: of thing. Well, it's because I'm looking at my screen. Like yeah, why this?
0: don't you point the mic at your mouth while you do
1: it? Nah, man. said. It's, 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 it's easier. Uh... Yeah, you aforementioned uh your name, finally got a chance to see it. Uh this was considered, I think, like one of the best films released in twenty seventeen, even Why though it has a two Huh? Just kidding. Best um, animated films that released. Yeah, I think yeah. I Let's think this that. was pretty big in the anime community. People were just always talking about it. Uh this was again released in twenty sixteen, uh directed by Makado uh Shinka. Uh and your name revolves around high schoolers, Mitsuya and Taki. Who are complete strangers, living in separate uh, living separate lives. But one night they suddenly switch places. Mitsu wakes up as Taki, and vice versa. And throughout this like bizarre occurrence, they have like they basically start adjusting, living like each other's lives. Uh, it sounds fucking weird. It is. It's a body swap. Freaky Friday,
0: for, man. Huh? It's Freaky Friday.
1: Yeah, I think I mentioned this on like two episodes ago or something, where I started it, but I never finished it or I kind of like started the first like few minutes of it, but I finally finished it. It is a beautiful film. It was the soundtrack is, I I went online and I instantly picked it up because it was so good. The soundtrack, Uh, the story was so touching. It's a beautiful love story, kind of like non-traditional. It takes, it spans over like space and time and you know, how people can connect without really knowing each other. Or, like, getting to know each other, but in, like, in this way of, like, complete and utter intimacy, because they have to be open, because they're in each other's bodies. There's no, like, hiding. There's no walls. Like, they experience each other through each other's eyes, obviously. It's just this really touching fucking story, man. Uh,
0: sounds sounds like I'd love it, but you uh, have to watch it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I fucking love this film. This is uh, easily a 5 out of 5 for me. Uh, beautiful fucking love story, man. Uh you
0: know, see maybe I'll watch this. Dude,
1: this this without is, losing the game, I'll this, just do it. Yeah, it, the visuals alone will just bring you to tears like tears. I know just, I'm like,
0: I'm more I'm being biased here because my trip to Japan's got me more hyped on Japanese media consumption, but I uh, I'm still actually very interested in, in this movie. So I have been for a while.
1: Yeah, this I'm I'm just I'm if anything I'm just so upset at myself for not watching it sooner. And just kind of like dragging my feet, but I'm so glad I did. It's
0: just. I know some other films that you do that with too.
1: Yeah, you know, but you know, this is different. (laughs) Uh, No, this there's like so much I want to say, but I feel like in terms of the story, just because it's like it's it's not it's yeah it's Freaky Friday, but it's just something a little bit more than that. You know, there's there's I would say halfway through the film, there's this kind of like tonal shift. Because at first it's like really fun and exciting, you have this like really optimistic soundtrack playing. And then, like, halfway through the film, it like kind of tonally shifts to something else and it comes comes a little just a little sadder. And you know, as it progresses, you're like, it's just pulling at your fucking heartstrings the whole time. Uh, you know, yeah, this is nothing, it's just everything I can say about this is good. And then I just want to rewatch it like right away um like word? i said i think my favorite part is the soundtrack though i think this would this is the first time in an animated film where i'm like like in the soundtrack i just instantly just wanted to re-listen to it again and again and again i'm just like i have it i was at work and i was just like playing it over and over again word yeah it's really great uh like i said five out of five phenomenal if you're interested in anime i say go for it if you're not interested in anime you probably think this is fucking dumb weep shit so you know whatever but if you have any inkling or interest in Japanese animation, I say go for it. Like any entrance.
0: I got some interest.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Check I say go out. fucking watch it. Alright, yeah. Yeah, you're you're over there playing Final Fantasy twelve, one of the best games ever made, and you haven't mm-hmm. watched this movie yet?
0: I hope nobody believes you serious. Um cool. You watch anything else? You got yeah. a Woody Harrelson movie? You got a fat mini review section this week, huh?
1: Uh yeah, I completely forgot the name of the movie. Natural Born Killers. Nope, it's super mm. random. Uh, it's with Demi Moore and Robert Redford. Uh, it made me hate Robert is Redford, like, and I just it, I really is it don't want it just wanna...
0: his name as the title? Is it that one that came out recently?
1: No, it's it's an like old one. It's an old oh. one. I, the thing is, I just don't. I don't know why I can't remember the name. It's inde- indecent in, proposal, indecent proposal. Yeah. Is that what's called?
2: I think so. Yeah. That sounds familiar.
1: That sounds super... Yeah, I think it is. Um, so it's not a new film? No, it's an older film. And I I watched this with a friend of mine. She put it on and I was just like, what the fuck is this? Uh, surprisingly, I actually did enjoy it. I know a friend you Indecent proposal, put, yeah. That
0: you're talking about and it looks like what she put on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> uh, a husband, a wife, a million, a millionaire, and a proposal. I wonder I wonder if you guys can guess what happens in this movie.
2: Yeah. I, I, like it's, she it's, wants him to kill her husband, who is Robert Redford.
1: Oh no, wow. You can really that, take it that area. No, not at that's all. That's not what happens? No, that's that's I didn't think of that at all. No. That's a good one though. Uh it's uh so the directors uh also did Unforgivable and all these other very promiscuous films about cheating spouses.
2: The YouTube video?
1: Uh and yeah, it, it basically stars Robert Reffer. He plays like a billionaire who offers a down of their luck couple a million dollars for the opportunity to spend the night with the man's wife. That's the whole movie. And it's basically. I give her up
0: real quick. <laughs> How much? <laughs> you can have it for a week, man. How much does he offer? A million
1: dollars for one night. And, oh. he, and he specifically oh, so tells that, her, Rifford? he specifically tells her, he's like, we don't even have to have sex. He's like, if you don't want to have sex, that's cool. He's like, he, and But they still end up sleeping together, and it's just basically... Chill.
2: Spoilers, man.
1: It's not really spoilers. It's movies like fucking the 90s. Like when this come out? 1993.
2: Yeah. I mean, a million dollars in 93 is... It's a I lot. It's a lot. For one night? I mean, yeah, if, especially if uh, sex doesn't have to... I mean...
1: That's a lot. The
2: idea of it is very weird, but I mean...
1: Yeah, I would say it's yeah. like... I would say the one thing I didn't like is it's kind of problematic for today's standards. Like, you basically, like treating your wife as property which is not cool uh or treating anyone as property is not cool so well i mean
0: I d- it could be a mutual thing we split it 500k still though she does all the yeah, work so a, maybe i'll give a, her 750
2: it's a very <laughs> weird proposition but i mean it's a great business opportunity <laughs> yeah it's a great business opportunity
1: to make a million dollars and he didn't have to do you shit just sit in the room and he, play fucking switch uh, should, we'll yeah, yeah so that's <laughs> what he did like he was just spending the whole night just walking around and like but, but are the there whole any terms conf- and conditions no, that they have they have their lawyer come through. They actually... there's one. Well, I mean, like,
0: can she just, like, spend the night with him, but, like, not engage with him and just watch TV?
1: Well, the whole proposition was for him to sleep with her, but he's not, like, he was being a creep about it. He was just, like, he took so her on this creepy. nice... <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is creepy, but he took her on this, like, nice yacht where he had servants make him food, and they had, like, you know, the stars were out, and he was basically playing, like, this very romance, like, heavy card, and... Uh, hmm... It's it, all right. This movie's not perfect. There must
0: be a twist, right?
1: Well, yeah. There's don't conflict. Tell, don't tell me the twist. I'm not though. gonna tell you the twist, but there's conflict that does arise with you know Woody Harrelson's character, and this is a young Woody Harrelson. He has hair. Yeah. So this is this is a young this is a young buck. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, he there there is a little bit of conflict, but I don't, don't want to really spoil anything for anyone. But I think you can obviously know what the conflict is.
0: He's like, "Fuck! I know it's a million dollars, but I can't imagine this old dude gorilla banging my wife." Gorilla banging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's uh it's an interesting film that I think. You know it fu- It's a fun. Wa- you know what it is? It's like a. It's just a fun watch. You know what's funny about this? You know?
0: I'm imagining Robert Redford being old and like. Ew, you gotta have sex with him but I realize it was so long ago he doesn't he's not that old he's not that old but he's still like, looks you old you could definitely still bang him he's not disgusting yeah he's
1: not damn it's fucking brutal <laughs> <Too bang-o-y>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so it's like it's not even like she had to be like forced to bang an old dude on Viagra like, Yeah,
1: this was a uh, two. actually they actually mentioned that in the film uh, when they were t- had the lawyers speak they're like you know because that was one of the clauses like you know like if you can't get it up, they still get the million dollars. And he's just like, he's like, all right, that wouldn't be a problem. And he was like, man, confident about it. I was like, all right, cool, man. You know your shit. Uh, but ever, there is uh, some nudity in this film. Uh, so it's not good for children or people under the age of 13. Of Demi
2: Moore. But the rest of the plot is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This movie is fucking it's such a weird watch. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun for some reason. Uh, I think I think you have to watch it with someone. You just can't watch this by yourself because you would just be like, "What the fuck!" But when you have someone there and you joking it around, so it's, it's interesting.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Yeah, good time. I would I would give it a solid watch. <laughs> it's, it's watchable. All and right, I, I think I've watched other shit. I just don't remember.
0: Okay.
2: However, right. you watch anything. I did, um, do you want to go or do
0: you, you want me to go? um, I just have one movie. It's up to you, I don't know. Uh, I think you should go all right, I'll knock it out real quick, <clears throat> okay, so browsing through Netflix, and I uh, discover there's a film that people are kind of talking about or it's kind of just being pushed uh in the advertising department of of Netflix. Uh, this is called "Always Be My Maybe." You guys familiar with this film? Yeah, Ali Wong. I'm a big fan. You like Ali Wong a lot? I do. I never watch her stand up. Her stand up is hilarious. Yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, okay. So Ali Wong, uh, is actually a writer on this. Her and um, Randall Park, which you know from the father from like Fresh Off the Boat, and he played Kim Jong. Yeah. And
2: uh, Ali Wong movie. is also a writer. Writer on Fresh Off the Boat.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That's probably how they know each other. Uh or yeah, they're oh, Asian. this is the
1: Keanu Reeves new movie. This is the new one yeah. Right.
0: Well that's my thing. I'll I'll get into that. But this is directed by uh Nanachka Khan. Um What has she done? She's done like a lot of like TV. And she's a producer on Fresh Off the Boat. So not not big in like film. Um so the synopsis for this is uh a pair of childhood friends end up falling for each other when they grow up. Okay, so I saw the trailer for this on YouTube, not on Netflix. The This is my problem here, right? The YouTube thumbnail is Keanu Reeves. I'm like, Keanu Reeves in a comedy? And then you watch the trailer, it's mostly just these other actors, which is fine, but I was like, wait, why is... Why are they doing this? I understand. You're upset uh, because
1: it wasn't enough Keanu Reeves.
0: No, it's just like it's it's misleading. It's dumb. It's a fucking... Hey, come watch our movie. John Wick's in it. Like, what? I feel like... Well, here's the thing. Because Ali Wong wrote it and Randall Park wrote it, I'm happy for them because they got Keanu Reeves to be in it. And I'm sure they're very happy that Keanu Reeves is helping people watch it more and, and make them more successful. But, like, I think it really takes away from... From the rest of the film, because uh, there's other reasons I like this film, and Ali Wong and Randall Park are the main characters, so it's just weird that he would be the thumbnail. Uh, anyways, Keanu Reeves is in this movie. I think it would be better to not know that, but I mean, I'm just gonna say it because it's plastered everywhere, and it's like literally the first thumb like image you see on the uh, IMDb page is him. Uh. Real quick, I'll just fast forward to that scene. That scene with Keanu Reeves is great. It's one of the funniest uh, things I've seen come from Netflix, and I really, really enjoy it. Um, Yeah, but for the movie itself, so it's uh, coming out of the left field here for me. It's like a rom-com. Kind of on the coattails of Crazy Rich Asians where it's like, you know what? Let's, let's, uh, as Asian people, let's just start making our own films here in Hollywood rather than Uh, trying to push for an Asian actress to have a role or whatever. We're just going to make our own shit based on our stories, our cultures. Uh, So, essentially, you meet uh, Sandra Wong. No, sorry, Ali Wong. (laughs) That's not even her name. Her name's Sasha. (laughs) I'm all over the place. (laughs) Sasha Tran, right? Uh, She's probably the Vietnamese. Um, And she is a world-famous celebrity chef, uh, like, probably the most famous chef ever. You know, everyone loves her. She's like a female Anthony Bourdain or something. I don't know. Um, And then you have this guy who works in heating and air conditioning named Randall Park. Um, They were childhood friends and they, they kind of get reconnected uh, over the course of like 15 years go by and they, they haven't really seen each other and they kind of end up back in each other's lives and, it's almost like he's friend-zoned most of the movie. Um, but there is a love story there and I think it's very interesting the way they handled that and I I quite enjoyed the movie. Um uh, I would say this movie has its like bad lines and looks, like stumbles as it's moving its plot along but I actually can't fault it too much for that. I think um I think it's pretty good. I think uh I think a lot of it works and I was actually very, very, very surprised by this. Um, if you can just, like... I don't know if you're like me. If if one corny line throws the whole movie off for you, then don't watch this. But if you're like me, you, you can let it slide, right? Um, There are some good jokes. And uh, I think the performances from all the main characters are great. Uh, Randall Park is great. And Allie Wong are, are great. And they have good chemistry. And, and I thought it was a sweet movie. Um... There's a role by this girl named Vivian Bang, and she's very good in this as well. This scene with her and Keanu Reeves—it's very standout and very good. Um, yeah, I'm really surprised by this one, guys. I think this is a good little movie. It's—it's it's one of the most like risk-free movies you could throw on Netflix right now, and did not expect to enjoy it. I feel like all these Netflix movies coming out are really bad.
1: Yeah, the trailer the trailer looks uh I remember watching the trailer because of Keanu Reeves, that's exactly why I watched it.
0: Right. The Keanu Reeves shit is really funny.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, but I do like both of these oh I like specifically uh Randall Park. I think he's I think he's a pretty funny guy. I feel like wasn't he wasn't he in a movie recently. He was in he was in uh Seth Rogen film, right? I mean he was in the interview. Yeah, was in the inter- yeah. Oh uh, that's a while ago. Oh shit. Well fuck me then. Um but no, I enjoy I enjoy, it. I enjoy it. um i actor, think he so. he gets
0: to spread his wings a little bit for more dramatic performance type stuff here um and I think it's good for him yeah. i think i think he does a good job instead of being the comedy guy i mean it's still a comedy, but his character is more important than just making jokes you know or being the dad on fresh off the boat he's he's kind of he has a band um he's trying to go somewhere with his band, but they're they have a small town mentality. His band's pretty unique. The fact that they wrote these songs like for the, the film and, you know, put this style of music together—it was pretty cool. It wasn't just some boring old rock band. It was, they were like a gorillas type hip hop kind of thing. and It was cool. Really? Yeah, I liked it. I liked this movie a lot.
1: I want to check this out. Uh, I'm uh, very
0: surprised on this movie. It it's definitely amateurish at times, but totally forgivable and an enjoyable watch. I like Crazy Rich Asians a little bit better, but this one's more deeply rooted in like uh, the simpler things in life. I think, and
1: I think, I, it, I think I want to. I think I would appreciate that more than Crazy Rich Asians because there's certain points where I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, you guys are just fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah, they go a little hard in that movie. Yeah, they lean yeah. heavy onto
1: like the. Like I that, mean, but that's the fun part about it. I think right, it is it's an supposed, extravagant. To, yeah, film. it's supposed to be about that. It's in the fucking title, but. Right. Still, though, I really did like Crazy Rich Asians. So if you're saying, that's good, and this is good, then i definitely... It, well, it's good. cool
0: because they, you know, they're giving you the Asian perspective, perspective. from the Asian perspective, <laughs> if that makes any sense. But marketing it
2: with a white man.
0: Right, which is the part that bothered me, which I don't... Yeah, is but I mean,
1: Isn't he Chinese?
0: I guess he's half Asian, yeah. I guess there you go. <laughs> he's not white.
1: I doubt he's half Asian. I think he is. I'm on is, Google. Quarter. Uh, I'm on Google. You guys keep getting the show on the road. We're, we're going to find this out. <laughs> okay. He's Canadian? I thought he was an American treasure. No, he's
0: from like Toronto, Son right? Son of a bitch. No, man.
1: Nah. Oh, man.
0: Look, Ryan Gosling... an American treasure for some reason. <laughs> I mean, he is now. Yeah, he is now. Um... Oh, I should also mention he plays Keanu Reeves in this.
2: I figured Dude, he would. Yeah,
1: he's yeah. No, he's like a smidget Asian. He's Hawaiian. Uh, uh, he's Chinese Hawaiian, and then he's Irish really? and Portuguese. So, like, there's like I think he has a nice blend. So he's not. He, he I think there's we we can give him a pass.
0: His character is very interesting in this film, and he plays himself. But it's kind of gross. Like a look at Hollywood too, and I a little bit of uh some Asian gentrification or food gentrification of Asian food rather should I say? Uh, they they cover. She is a celebrity chef, and she is creating these restaurants, opening them all over the the country. Um, check this one out, man. It's not a bad little movie. It's it's not usual Netflix rom com garbage. I think they're. I think Ali Wong and Randall Park actually put a little heart into the writing. They weren't trying to uh, sell something to Netflix, so to speak, but actually write a nice little rom-com.
1: Breaking breaking news, breaking news, I didn't know this. Keanu Reeves is left-handed. Didn't know that.
0: It's it's riveting stuff. Uh, I would give this movie a three and a half out of five. It's crazy, right? It probably is more of a three-star movie for a lot of people, but. I think the average audience will, will like this a lot and three and a half for me, man.
2: It's not bad. I like
0: this movie.
2: Um, it's sweet. Yeah. I don't I I didn't really see the trailer or anything. But yeah. I, I heard about it and uh, saw that Ali Wong was in it and that was definitely uh an exciting yeah i didn't know she wrote me. it
0: until after so that's yeah
2: pretty cool. i'm a big fan but um i don't know if i'm gonna dive into netflix um yeah
0: i'm sure you can get an account from someone nah. probably take mine i don't know how many devices they give you but i know mine's floating
2: around the universe put that evil on me um instead <laughs> of three and a half that was all you got
0: yeah, it's all, all I've watched. it just been p- still playing Final Fantasy games as a way to kill my life away.
1: Dude, do you gotcha. know that, that two stalkers broke into Keanu Reeves' house? That's Were you crazy. one of
2: them? In that movie?
1: N- no, this is just, like, news that I'm just finding out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I imagine that happens, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's cr- but the thing is, there was one person who did it once, right? Like, broke into his house, made it to his library, and he, like, called police, and, like, they handle the situation but then like a couple of days later another person broke in sure, <laughs> that's the weird part oh, i'm shit. like fuck dude
0: at that point you just
2: get fucking it's armed like guards you should put the john wick fucking skills to use
1: <laughs> right, you sorry it's just lots learning, of guns learning a lot about keanu reeves right now
2: um i don't know if y'all remember but maybe Three weeks ago or something, uh, I lost the game, and Steve assigned me The Nice Guys. Oh, I completely forgot about this. Yeah. You could have got away with it. I mean, I'm an honest person. Ooh, ooh, you're know? yeah. Uh The Nice Guys came out in 2016. It was directed by Shane Black. I remember it was definitely on my radar, but it was just one that uh, slipped through the cracks. Um, a Private Eye investigates the apparent suicide of a fading porn star in 1970s Los Angeles and uncovers a conspiracy. Uh, this stars Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, uh, a few other, a few other nice folks. Uh, I saw Keith David. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, um, the movie opens in a pretty interesting way in a very cool and a very shame black way. Um, this kid's like looking at porn, like a porn magazine, and then oh, a like, yeah. car just crashes through uh his house um while his family's like sleeping, and he goes out and investigates, and it's like this naked. Porn star that he was looking at, right? Yeah, and, and her last dying words were like, Do you like my car, uh, big boy, or something? Yeah, like do that. you like my car, yeah. And, um, yeah, that was like, yeah I was already <laughs> fucking hooked. That was like the coolest scene. You could, like, see the car coming, like, down, like, the fucking, like, Hollywood Hill or whatever. Yeah.
1: This movie is just full of weird,
2: cool scenes. Yeah, it has a, yeah, it it has very, uh, um, it, great way of, like, uh, depicting 1970s, uh, LA as well. But, um, yeah so this and that sort of kicks off this investigation um russell crowe is hired by this girl um i believe her name is uh i believe her name is uh amelia um she is being followed and uh she doesn't really let on as to why so he he starts the investigation and uh one of the guys that that is apparently following her is uh, Holland March who is uh, Ryan Gosling's character um he goes to Ryan Gosling's house and like beats the shit out of him and it's like the funniest interaction cause <laughs> he's like he's like trying to um you expect him to be you have like this idea of what like a private investigator is yeah. and uh uh like Ryan Gosling's character is not that at all he's like this very inept and uh and stupid guy and he's very goofy um and like the, like it's like a very short um um uh i suppose like fight and he um he's like trying to get information out of him and Ryan Gosling just spills the information immediately and he's like you just gave up your client like that and he's like oh you you asked me and he's like, <laughs> but yeah that sort of like kicks off this uh partnership between the two they're trying to um uh, Amelia goes missing they're trying to find Amelia and um, it it sort of links up with uh, with uh, Holland's investigation as well because he's uh, one of his client that he gave up is this woman and she hired him to find her niece uh, and her niece happened to be that porn star that died in the beginning and uh, she believes that she saw she saw her niece at her house and he's like no you didn't because she's dead but then there's this uh, there's this connection between Amelia. And the porn star, which I think her name was like Holly, or no, it wasn't Holly. It was like, I forget her fucking name, but it was like some ridiculous porn star name. Um, anyway, they sort of go through this investigation together, trying to figure out what, they're trying to find Amelia, because she's also missing, and also trying to find out if the uh, porn star is uh, Holly still, March. Uh, it's uh Is it that name? No, or? that was, that was uh, Holly- no, that was Holland's uh daughter. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. The porn star was Misty Mountains. Misty Mountains. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they're trying but to they're find... Trying to
3: say, Is that Holly March?
2: They're trying to find the whereabouts of Misty Mountains and Amelia and uh that uh in like classic like LA Noir style, it opens up this it's larger like conspiracy. A, yeah, bigger conspiracy. Yeah, there's there. a bigger conspiracy at at work here and it involves porno and it involves these very uh nineteen seventies uh Elements that I think make for like a pretty cool environment and a- atmosphere. Um, I think uh, one of the things that I like about this movie, which Shane Black does consistently, is uh, like developing uh, really interesting and, and and likable characters. And uh, we get like the, the reveals and, and the developments in these characters in very fun and interesting ways. Um, like uh, Ryan Gosling character Holland is like a drunk and he's like very inept like I mentioned and the first time we meet him he's like waking up in a bathtub fully clothed like submerged in water and uh, it's obvious that he had been uh, drunk the previous night and um, that's like sort of like a huge character flaw. of his he's like he's always drinking and he can't really stop he's just fucking his life up Um, and uh, there's like this also really cool way of like of uh, showing uh, Russell character's crow's characters uh like um personality and, and characteristics like uh, there's this one scene where he he's like an older guy and he he he's trying to read this address on his paper and like um uh, like the focusing like showing like how like blind this character is and how much he can't see and how much he's like how old he is is like it's like done in like a really fucking like cool and interesting way yeah. and um and and, and it, it's like spiced in with like comedy often too like you try to, you, we see uh, uh, Ryan Gosling's character try to break into a building to like uh, get some information and he's like preparing and stuff and he looks like very he looks very professional he looks very skilled and he breaks through the glass and just cuts his fucking arm open and has to go to the hospital dude, and it's so sure fucking was funny <laughs> dude it's because
1: so, it's so well done like it's just it's that you think he's gonna break of, in and yeah. then when it happens like he's like oh god, and
2: he's like he's like, a, he's like passing <laughs> out he's like that's a lot of blood um but yeah, I think uh, like the, like those two characters alone, just um, regardless of the story and the plot, like it's, you just want to see more and more of those characters. And I think that that was, that was just handled so, so well. Um,
1: yeah. Don't you want to see, didn't, didn't this movie make you want to, this is the first time after watching a movie like this that I want to see a sequel. Like I want to see yeah. like what happens. I want to see what else they they can get into next. It was just so much fun. I with agree. These characters.
2: Um you have like one guy, like Russell Crowe's character, um uh Healy, he like wants to be, you can see that he like wants to be a good guy and he wants to be like of service to other people, but it, there's also this part of him that doesn't believe that he can be, possibly because of his past, which we don't get a huge glimpse into, but we know we know that he's from New York. And on the other hand, you have like a guy who's, while inept and like kind of stupid and a drunk, he's also like very good at what he does, surprisingly good somehow, Even know, he's like an idiot. And he's also like sort of troubled by his past and by his uh character flaws like being an alcoholic and like together like those characters work work really well and they're so interesting and fun to watch um and like another thing that Shane black does really well too is like he takes like these like these action tropes and cliches and completely flips them and like bends them up like bends them to uh to his style into like a way that's like entertaining and and fresh um like uh, like the scene of him like break trying to break it into a building and cutting his arm like you you take like these things that are so expected in, uh, in other action films and it's cliche and he makes them funny and it's uh, it's like it's a really refreshing action
1: movie yeah he um, does he did that a lot in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is something I watched maybe a couple months yeah. ago it's like it has that That's same kind of like tonality into like in terms of like expectation and what you know what he puts in his world like I think I mentioned that with the violence and that. I think I mentioned that about like kind of like the sexual nature of it because there is like they, they they point at like that being there, but it's like almost as a, played as a joke or it's just kind of like ridiculous.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, like uh, yeah. That's like another trope of uh, especially like uh late '80s and early '90s action movies. Um, those those same tropes like sex being like super prevalent in in the uh in the story like it's and, like the, uh,
1: like they're supposed to like he's supposed to meet a girl and he's supposed like it's like all these things are supposed to happen yeah yeah and you know i don't know i just i think he's just really good at subverting
2: yeah yeah he, he he's very good at that there's um there's one scene that just just sort of like encapsulate that that so perfectly um He's like hiding behind a fucking car, like you typically do in an action movie. Yeah. But the car is like on a revolving platform, oh, yeah. so he's like cover me. And he's like one, two, three, and he comes out, and he's like in plain view of the dude, and he gets shot. And it's it's so fucking funny. Um, I think that uh, I think that I wish I wish I had seen this in a theater. I think that I would have gotten even more laughs out of it, like being in like an atmosphere where people were like really
1: appreciating it. And um, I'm pretty sure I went I went to the theaters to see this, and I took I think I took Jesse.
0: Yeah, I went and saw this theater too. It's a very good experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Um, it wasn't. I think that I would have had a better time um, in a theater, but like I said, I did enjoy this movie quite a bit. Um, I think at points, uh, Ryan Gosling's character just got a bit too much for me to handle. It sometimes he he was just like completely in up, and it sort of clashed with what his character is supposed to be. I think because he is like a very like very capable uh detective but then you have these moments where he's just like a complete fucking idiot he's like swimming and in the it, tank with the mermaids and shit dude <laughs> he's like try- <laughs> they're trying to find yeah. you just yeah.
1: see him just swimming with the fucking mermaids yeah. like what the hell
2: yeah it's uh, it 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 works though overall i, I really enjoyed this um
1: yeah, i had a feeling uh you uh i feel like this is just such an easy easy watch man it's so much fun like yeah. i i would be surprised if anyone just didn't have a good time with this movie i'd <laughs> yeah, be very surprised there's just
2: there's so much in this there's so many fucking funny moments dude like the john boy shit they're like john boy from like the he was like are you talking about from the uh that fucking like the i forget the name of that family like that fam- famous family yeah like the radio family that would make songs and shit and he's like i don't think it's the same dude but it could be And it's like there's so many like yeah small jokes and like and like Subverting like typical fucking action tropes and like actually making them entertaining and funny. Um, I'd give it a four out of five. It was a pretty solid watch. Um, I watched a few other things if y'all want to hear about them. Oh, okay. Um, go for it. I watched a little movie called Bright Burn. Um, oh, I heard about this movie because I don't have a job. Uh, Jesus. The synopsis is, uh, so bad. Most people would
0: probably be like, uh, maybe you shouldn't be going to see movies, but they don't know about that A-list.
2: Yeah, uh, AMC A-list is uh, great and perfect for people that don't have a... um, uh, (laughs) A A (laughs) 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 You can get a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, Um, man. It it numbs the pain. Yeah. Evil has found its superhero. Uh, What if a child from another world crash-landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind... He proved to be something far more sinister. Brightburn was directed by uh David Yurovesky. Ure- um it stars Elizabeth Banks, Elizabeth Banks, uh David Denham, Denman, I'm sorry, uh, Jackson A. Dunn, a few other a few other people. It was uh I suppose famously produced by uh, James Gunn. They were pushing that pretty heavy in the uh marketing materials. Um, I believe it's written by his brothers, uh, Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. There's like a whole slew of these motherfuckers.
1: Dude, what is that uh, clan? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I didn't know there was three of them. I thought there was two. Yeah, but um, was zero, two of them. Yeah, apparently there's three. Um Okay, this movie Tori and Kyle Breyer are um a couple and they're very much in love. They live in Kansas and they desperately want a child. However, they are experiencing uh fertility problems um
1: have they considered a, or adoption
2: i mean i guess i'll get to that in a minute um in fact we're actually introduced to them when we're in- introduced to them uh we get a glimpse of um a ton of fr- like infertility books that are lining their bookshelf and uh and they begin to um i suppose do their sort of uh it's sort of like a ritual, probably at this point, and they're they're about to have sex, try to conceive a child, and it's interrupted pretty quickly by this light rumbling, which only Tori notices for some reason. And already I'm fairly annoyed in the, at the movie because it's like the the house is visibly shaking, and there's like this audible roar that's like slowly enveloping them, and she's the only one that hears it for some reason. But I guess it's more complex to build suspense if only one of them can hear it and it's probably easier to set up a jump scare so that's why they do it but it was just fucking silly but uh anyway much like uh superman this story sort of parallels that and a, a a craft of some sorts lands in the woods near their house and it contains a baby and naturally they conceal all evidence of this uh ship landing and they adopt the baby as their own and they name him Brandon. Um, for the first twelve years, it's sort of a miracle, I suppose. They've wanted a child of their own for a very long time, and one literally falls from the sky, and they raise him for the most part in this loving and happy family. But everything changes when Brandon turns thirteen. Um, something happens puberty. to him. Pu- yeah, they did, yeah, they do reference puberty. Oh, do they're, like, I was just they're like fucking being a dick. Yeah, that's why he's killing people. It's puberty, but uh, something, happens people, <laughs> uh, something happens to him. Boys. Something happens to him. Um, it triggers the alien within him and sort of awakens his true nature, the true being in him. And uh, I won't really reveal the trigger because there is a trigger that changes him. And I'd rather y'all see it for yourselves. Cause it's like really dumb, really dumb. It's nothing spectacular. And I think it's a cop out. Um, but much like Superman's awakening, Brandon stumbles into these extraordinary abilities uh, he realizes his strength and his invulnerability in these very fluke circumstances, and but since he's not Superman, his first acts are not of goodwill. Uh, that, but they're kind of the tellings of a very sadistic and uh psychopathic mind, and uh you could tell that he's really embracing his newfound power. Um, he racks up like a decent body count uh, throughout the movie. Um, each one is like more brutally violent and disturbing than the previous one Um, as like a horror fan. I'm uh, definitely on board on board with the violence, but um, yeah, it's uh, I think I'm more so in favor of it when it's, when it supports like smartly written stories and characters. And I believe that this has neither of those things. Uh, Brandon is like truly psychotic and sociopathic and like just brutally evil. Um, however, his character is just like completely unknown to me. He's uninteresting and undeveloped. Like I knew nothing about him. Uh the story and the plot uh like acts simply and plainly as like the inverse to Superman. And um it implements like the same tropes and cliches. Um it never and it, it never attempts anything new, like beyond like the overarching concept, which is inverse superman or the opposite of superman and the progression of the story just hinges directly upon like the idiocy and the obliviousness of the supporting characters particularly his parents and it acts it functions just like a shitty horror movie um i think that it could have worked better if we had seen the if we had actually been able to seen see a change in brandon and be able to sympathize with his character because he's not, he should be in a position that doesn't make him entirely a uh, psycho, but a character that we can still relate to and identify with and, and most importantly, uh, s- sympathize with that way we can appreciate his growth and like monitor or watch his, uh, like his progression, and yeah. and and it pro- provides some sort of understanding because he just becomes like a monster yeah, out of like, nowhere, like, and it it like it's not fun to watch.
1: Yeah, like it's like I would say maybe like Magneto, where it's like he's like you can understand the trauma, yeah, and you understand why he's that way. You, you it's like it's like it's you're not saying it's okay for him to to murder, yeah but you understand the trauma that he went through and him having powers feeling like feeling helpless at one point and now having power like yeah it gives you it gives a character more depth and you can like at least relate yeah. or like empathize Where this you're just making it sound like he's just evil like he's like a evil demon and yeah. you have to like and it seems like no one can stop him
2: yeah which is never a good thing for a villain um but uh, yeah, I don't want to say anything else about this movie. I did not like it at all. I would probably give it a one and a half out of five.
1: I've been I've been hearing this a lot actually. People are just I, which I've heard the opposite,
2: which is weird. Or I've been reading the opposite.
1: That well, that's the thing. I've been hearing because I, I've I listened to other reviews, different different like online shows and like podcasts and stuff. People were it. just didn't didn't care much for it. the the stuff you're saying now is what I've been hearing. Yeah, it's just like and it's kind of a disappointment because I like James Gunn and I like. And I was pretty excited for this because it seemed so different, and it seemed like a subversion of the like of the superhero genre. But the thing is, like, if you, I feel like it didn't hit any points of like,
2: it probably tries to be a perversion of the superhero. Yeah, per- genre, perversion but is probably but it, a better it, word. It does not work. Yeah,
1: I feel like do they? You said they didn't reference Superman, right? Like, do they know of him?
2: No, Superman is not a thing in this. Dude, I would think universe. it would have been. I
1: think it would have been really funny if like, or you could have like added that element. I think just be, make it aware that what it is. It's like, I don't know. I think it would have been an interesting story.
2: It would be interesting if there was something that was like a uh, like a counterpart to him. Something yeah. that could because as it stands in this, like he is like pretty much just evil and unstoppable. Because yeah, and it's just not interesting. Um, but yeah. Uh, one and a half. I would not... Well, I think people should see it because I think it's uh, interesting, but I think people should see it for what it is and uh, hopefully understand why it's a very bad movie, in my opinion. Um, I'll watch one more movie, if y'all bear with me. It's uh, yeah. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, nice. Uh, oh shit. Uh, we were supposed to watch this. Yeah. Um, I figured... Again, I don't got a job, so let's do uh, <laughs> it. Jeez, it's directed by uh, Michael Doherty, whom I actually kind of like. Uh, I think Trick or Treat uh, is a lot of fun.
1: Um, I'm a big fan of Trick or Treat. I'm still waiting for the sequel.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, he also did Krampus, which I which I enjoyed. I think it was thought it was decent. Uh, um,
1: dude, he's my pick for the next Gremlins. Like, if they're gonna reboot Gremlins, I want him to do it. I feel yeah. like he has a respect for the genre. And I think he would like like use of practical effects.
2: Krampus was very like Gremlins-esque, but a little bit darker, if I'm honest. But yeah, yeah, it was it was sort of like Gremlins. Let me read the synopsis real quick. Uh, The new story follows the heroic efforts of cryptozoological agency Monarch as it as its members face off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed king, Gidora. Ghidorah. Uh, when these ancient super species thought to be myths rise again, they all vie for su- supremacy, leaving humanity's very existence hanging in the balance. Um, and like I said, this is directed by Michael Doherty. Stars Kyle Chandler, Vera Flamiga, uh Millie Bobby Brown from uh, Stranger Things, Ken Watanabe, a few other, a few other people. Um it takes place 5 years after Godzilla emerges and has that epic battle with the uh Muto in uh San Francisco. Um Emma Russell is a paleobiologist. That's a uh, very character. And she works for the mysterious organization Monarch and she has developed a device called the Orca which can be can be used to mimic the frequencies emitted by the by the kaiju. Uh, for some reason, her daughter Madison, played by Bobby, what's her name? Millie Bobby Brown.
1: Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah,
2: Millie Bobby Brown. For some reason, uh, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is her daughter, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she is with her at the top secret facility that houses a uh, newly found kaiju, uh, kaiju larvae, larva actually, and they're calling it Mothra. Uh, Mothra is born, and it nearly destroys the fis- the facility. And Emma manages to use it, to use her uh, orca device to calm her down. Um, that's kind of short-lived, however, because the uh, eco-terrorist group immediately bursts in and kills all of the scientists and then kidnaps uh, Emma and Madison. So Monarch decides to contact Emma's ex-husband, Mark, played by uh, Kyle Chandler, and they enlist him to... Find his wife and where? daughter and most importantly the Orca device.
1: You haven't mentioned Godzilla once
2: yet. Uh, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> haunted by the... Yeah, he's, uh, I should mention that uh, Emma and Mark actually lost their son back in 2014 when <laughs> you're Godzilla... Fucking no,
1: you're fucking with me. Well, no. <laughs> they, they lost their son the back in 2014. Where, where the fuck is Godzilla?
2: <laughs> Let me get there. Calm down. Uh, Emma and Mark lo- lost their son. In San Francisco, uh, when Godzilla had that epic fight with the Muto. I forget the name of it. I think they just called it Muto. And uh, so Mark agrees to try to find them. But it's mostly obviously in hopes that he's going to find his daughter and hopefully protect her from the same fate. And, yeah, the rest of the story and plot uh, ensue. I like Godzilla, uh, the 2014 one, because I think it was intelligent. It explored uh humanity and uh, i think it dived into like our perceptions of ourselves and the conversation with uh Godzilla made those characters sort of reevaluate their place in the world and i thought it was just really smart and thoughtful and it also managed to uh like respectfully use like the hundred story monster and uh not really rely on it as a crutch or anything like that and and just really give it like some perspective in the scope of this world. Um, but Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is like frustratingly less intelligent and, and much less capable in, in the execution. It's overloaded with characters and it switched between the perspectives too frequently. And it never allows enough time with these characters to really explore the themes that made the first one, I think, very good. And it's also. Weighed down by just a ton of fucking exposition, I think. uh Yeah, part of my part of my review is probably sort of reflective of that. You just have these; it's dealing with these characters and just switching back and forth between their between their dealings and 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 them fighting each other as as opposed to actually focusing more so on like the more introspective elements of what this like gi- these gigantic beasts mean to people and. It's uh, just presented. It it presents these conflicts in dialogue, uh, like the emotional and external ones, and and it discusses them in dialogue and it solves them in dialogue. And it's just so fucking boring. Um, The moments that do they have fights? The people?
1: No, I mean like the monsters. Do they fight? Yeah,
2: that is what I was about to talk about next. The moments where it does entertain, I believe, are exclusively in those kaiju fights. It, but it does rely too heavily on this to entertain. and the But the huge scale effects-driven shots are pretty beautiful and they're epic. Um, but as a whole, I did not like this movie at all. Um,
1: I'd give it a two out of five. Um, you lost me when you said, it's like, Oh yeah and they they lost a kid in two I was like, it's like you're fucking with me man I didn't know it was like that heavy and like characters like human characters I didn't know it was like that dense
2: yeah uh well yeah there's a lot of characters like a ton of them and I think that they were trying to they were trying to use that 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 kid's death as a reason to explain some of their actions like five years later and and what they're sort of fighting to protect but it all just falls flat. Between like the millions of characters and all the expositions, um, and it never really truly explores any important themes, in my opinion.
1: Do they call uh, back to since Monarch is a, that government agency that we see in uh, Kong Skull Island? Do they make uh, any callbacks to Samuel Jackson's character or Jeff? Who nah, else is in a fucking movie? I don't
2: know. Not they don't make any uh, references to do Sam Jackson. See, but do they see King Kong? Yeah, King Kong. Well, not he doesn't participate in the fight because that would ruin the. That would ruin the money that they're going to make from the next movie. But you do see pictures of him, and okay. he is talked about. Okay, wow. cool. Um, Cinematic universe. Yeah, they, they're really trying to build it. Um, but like this was just, this was just written. How
1: ve- satisfying was the fight poorly. between King Ghidorah and Godzilla? Because I'm assuming. That fight would have been ama- Is amazing, right? I mean, if I'm honest, at that point in the movie, I had checked seen out. so many fights,
2: and I was had checked out that it was just it wasn't as entertaining as the first one, where we don't necessarily see Godzilla until like the end of the movie, and it it that it, it, it sort of so good. it sort of paces it like paces the exposure uh, or. That character, I suppose, and um, you'll don't don't get tired of them by the end of
1: the movie. Yeah. Or is this? It's not a big deal that they're fighting. Uh, Tom, don't let this be a deterrent because, like, the first Godzilla movie was actually entertaining. <laughs> we'll see about that. Dude, like, that. Did, it was like actually really well shot. They had some like really dope, like just like just moments. I Man, would say that I'll film. I'll try like, to remember.
0: watch it one day, but I can't. Say Gareth I'm Edwards Godzilla is yeah, Very good. That, that I shit think is I think I was, it's a great movie. Yeah, and Up it has this, like, the most ones.
1: satisfying fucking finisher. That it's Godzilla finisher Gugira. where he opens his mouth, he rips mm-hmm. it open, and then, like, well, blows it. Dude, that's. You're you're, you're,
2: you're spoiling it for him. Not really. I this, I
1: his eyes are rolling in the back of his head right yeah, now. And so in this so one, fun.
2: he's just blowing fire the entire time, so it's like. It's eh, not satisfying. It's, it's not that satisfying. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I've had a bad week in terms of movies uh nice guys was like the one saving grace i suppose today but should have just
0: stayed home from amc seeing these weird movies and watch yourself some asian (laughs) Asian (laughs) rom-coms
1: maybe i should have i think you should the new season of terrace house is coming out yeah i mean so i mean better re-up those netflix subscriptions maybe i'll do that Uh, that's something to look forward to catch up i don't know i don't know if you watched the new season or not no last season Driving.
0: And I've been killing time I don't like that they changed the song Did they? Yeah, it's super upsetting
1: But the best like. thing is They're returning to Tokyo In the new season. Oh, yeah? yeah, so this is gonna be very exciting like, Yeah, I mean Tokyo to Tokyo's,
0: Tokyo's more interesting than Hawaii to me
1: I mean, Hawaii was great And then also gave us the late uh, Not the late The great fucking Lawrence I. So, I mean
0: Relax, The man. late
1: great lord i was gonna say that i realized I'm like just like late. i have only watched this
0: show in pieces Is she ever shack up with anybody
1: uh well first of all that's I don't know shack up yeah that's man like
0: you a... get she get it in <laughs> with any of the young studs on the show uh i don't i don't think so I... she's just a loner the whole time she just sits she's not, there and she's not getting wet or anything
1: well I don't... wait hey, what, what? <laughs> <Where> <laughs> being very with this? vile right now <laughs> Tom we lost Tom No, no lost. romance No romance Nothing No Kind no, of,
0: no. of whack What a prude What a fucking prude <laughs> You
2: want know to about Dark Phoenix Yeah we can talk about Dark Phoenix Alright we, get get
1: Tom, into we lost Tom a long time let's,
0: ago Let's uh Yeah you guys started talking about Godzilla And Superman parodies I was just like oh. Parodies <laughs> I was like <laughs> I can't a parody <laughs> Whatever oh, the oh, f- it is very stupid <laughs> Whatever the fuck it was Alright cool Let's uh Let's talk about Dark Phoenix. Uh, Let's take a listen to a clip.
3: We get the astronauts. We bring them home. Go.
0: Heat signature is rising fast.
2: We gotta get out of here. Where's Jean? Where is she? Jean!
1: She should be dead. You
0: hear what the kids are calling you, Phoenix. All right, so yeah, that clip was a uh, was pretty good, right? <sighs> okay, not not excited about the clip. Um, can you, can you guys see the feature? What's going on here? All right, so Dark Phoenix is directed by uh, Simon Kinberg. It's written by uh, well, the screenplay is written by Simon Kinberg as well. All the other writers are responsible for the story in the comics. Uh, this is starring the usual suspects. We have James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, yeah. Sophie Turner, uh, Ty Sheridan. Which do they change the X Men just halfway through the series?
1: You don't remember what happened? They rebooted. They went back in time.
0: Yeah, but did they change the actors back in time? What do you mean? I feel like a different guy played Cyclops in First Class.
1: Well, he wasn't in First Class. Oh, he wasn't. No, I think he was, but I think, yeah, he was just like a minor. I think he was like minor character or something. I can look that up. But, I don't even think it's that important.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you have, uh, you also have Evan Peters as Quicksilver, and then we have, um uh, Jessica Chastain playing Vuk. It's kind of like the villain in this, uh, so to speak. She's great. Uh,. Just a sinister. I'm talking girl. about her,
1: just as an actress. She, she I don't know. Not, I'm not talking about the, this movie. Being great. I'm talking about her acting. Right. I right, like her. Right. She's great. She's great actress.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, and the uh, synopsis for this movie is: uh, Jean Grey begins to develop incredible powers that corrupt and turn her into a dark phoenix. Now the X Men. Shut up! Don't laugh. Now the X-Men will have to decide if the life of a team member is worth more than all the people living in the world.
1: Obviously not.
0: The fuck? What
1: kind yeah. of question is that? Uh, all right. So I remember the question I was going to ask. Oh, you uh, remember? Great. Uh, What's your question? Do you have... Because I was like looking at images online, and I saw that all oh, they're all at the premiere. And I was thinking in my head, do you have to go to the premiere even if the movie's shitty? Like, if the movie's... Like, you know it's like... I, I mean, they must... I think you're, like, contractually, contractually obligated. obligated to I go.
2: think in some cases, yeah.
1: And also, what is the etiquette? Like, let's say the movie's bad. Do people still need to, like, clap and stuff? Or, like, you have to be nice, right? You can't be like... Uh, it's like I don't know. I feel like it's just so awkward. Is this Is your question? Yeah, it was just I was just thinking about I'm it. Disappointed. Wait, what else do you thought I was going to say? Yeah, I'm
2: disappointed, too. I thought well, it was going to be... Well, some.
1: that's... I wasn't going to mention it, but I was just like... It really was on my mind. Like, do you have to fucking go?
2: I mean... For if you are an actor, I think that it's in your best interest to go.
1: Yeah, I guess so. I like, otherwise, <laughs>
2: people probably wouldn't want to cast you in shit if you are not going to like participate in the like promotion of the movies and stuff. So probably,
1: probably right. I don't know. I
2: am
0: sure it happens. I am sure some people are like, I don't want to be a part of this, but be- <laughs> I wouldn't get a shit. Yeah, it's whatever. I wouldn't Here, care. Collecting that check. All right, so what did you guys think of Dark
1: Phoenix? Speaking of collecting checks,
0: Steve, you're our token uh, comic, comic book, book guy. guy. What did you think?
1: Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm not really. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I've watched all the X Men movies, even though I'm not a big X Men fan. Mm-hmm. Like I don't read. I don't read yeah. the comics. I, I try to re- restart. It's just they have such a dense history. That it's, it's, like, really hard to kind of jump in at any point. I tried to jump in with, like, all new X-Men. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. Like, it was interesting concept. Yeah, there's but,
0: so many fucking mutants.
1: Yeah. I, I like when there was one point where Scott Summers became kind of, like, bad. I mean, he was bad. He became just evil. And that, I, was, I was reading that arc, and that was kind of interesting. But still, it's like, I don't know. This this series is just was never really my favorite, but I think the new movies like uh, First Class and Days of Future Past really got me interested in it again. And then I watched Apocalypse and I was like, oh, for oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> well, uh yeah. That was short-lived. <laughs> I've never seen that quick of a turnaround. Uh so Dark Phoenix, uh as you mentioned before, is about Jean Grey uh absorbing the Phoenix I guess the whole concept is like there's this like this energy cosmic force called the Phoenix, and she absorbs it. And it it, it I think it happens longer in the comics, and it's like basically drawn out yeah. as a saga. It's like this huge thing, this huge event, and this movie Inc. tries to encapsulate like, this whole like arc within twenty like w- like two hours, and it's just I would say this movie's just. just It feels rushed. It feels like... It's like, like, shit, we need to make this movie. I think they were trying to plan it for longer. I think they had expectations to probably keep having this franchise go a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. And when they realized it wasn't going to happen, they were like, fuck, we need to make this movie. It just feels very rushed. Uh, I felt the same thing about Apocalypse. Apocalypse felt very rushed, very sloppy. I think they leaned way too heavy on the comic aesthetics in Apocalypse. And I think... Here it just when you lean that, you have to have the production quality to match, and I feel like they lean too much on that again, and it just kind of comes off really cheesy. Uh, I think it worked with days of future past and first class just because it was this nice balance of like tonality of like what's happening in the world, like and visual aesthetics. I feel like it just worked for that time, but as yeah. we kind of like jump forward into the future a little bit and everyone's getting a little bit older, it just kind of seems weird. Like, I don't know, it just feels so off-putting to see these characters in these, like, kind of, like, ridiculous costumes. I don't it's so hard to say after just watching Endgame, but I feel like this this movie just makes it look kind of cheap and kind of corny. You understand what I'm getting at? Like,
0: Yeah, I get it, yeah. It does not feel like it has the same style and individualism. Like, the first class and Days of Future Past made me feel like, it was the more serious version of the Avengers, where like someone like me could enjoy it more. Whereas Avengers seemed to be like all fucking colors and jokes. Yeah, and I think I like. There these were stakes with X
1: Men. There was like there's real world. The stakes. tables have
0: flipped though. I love Avengers way more now. <laughs> compared to yeah,
1: the- this yeah, Apocalypse is what really fucking threw me for a loop. And then watching this, it's just. Character motivations—they seem to just kind of come out of nowhere. I what they did with Charles Xavier, I felt like it wasn't earned or deserved. I feel like he does have his character arcs, and I think the the idea nowhere. Yeah, it wasn't justified. Yeah, at all. Like or built. If you're gonna build, if you're gonna have that arc for that character, this shit needs to be built like in the other movie. Like it it needs needs time to be fleshed out. We need to see more of this, but it just kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's very jarring. A lot of the characters just—I think what I'm, what I, what I have to say is just say, everything feels rushed. Everything just like everything is, was felt sped up for no, you know. I think I know the reason why, but it, it just and it kind of hurts the film overall. Uh, I, I tuned out maybe like halfway through it. I just stopped caring, you know. Um, fuck, man, they ruined Magneto for me because there was like again he was one of my favorite X-Men characters uh i just thought he was i just loved his story and like this arc he went through and i think they j- did him right in days of future past but then with apocalypse and this film it's like they ruined him which sucks you know i don't know i, I think this this film really killed the franchise <laughs> i think they really put a fucking nail in the coffin oh uh, no i really think so uh i feel like logan his...
0: did for me as in like literally but like
1: I feel like – and you know what's crazy about Logan is just like it It made everything that happened before Logan make sense. Like It was just like, okay, like the world – it, it made the world seem more real, more serious. But then when I watch this, it just seems a little bit more out there. You know, there's just weird plot holes. Yeah, it's
0: taken – it's like it's really – like gone from a level filmmaking to b level really quickly and it's actually one of the weirdest transitions i've ever seen because it happens so abruptly yeah and i don't know i think first class is great and i just i don't know where that style went i mean i'm assuming obviously not the same director because that was uh i think this is like his
2: first that was andrew
0: uh or matthew sorry matthew vaughn who did kingsman which i
1: love uh, oh, right. he did do that. Yeah, forgot about that. Oh, yeah, man. It's just you know I really don't like Sir- Sophie Turner to be honest in this role. Yeah, she is not a charismatic. She's not person charismatic. to play Jean Grey. And then uh, Ready Player One, he was just. <laughs> did he play the same character? He like had the same visor and everything. Was that him? What
0: do you mean? Yeah, that's Ty Sheridan. Yeah. he's. I know him as a the kid from Mud. But Mud. no, it's just like I realize. I'm like but I feel like Cyclops has played in the past by somebody else and they shoot him in or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, he... Um, oh, I didn't look that up. Well, he came... He he came about in, like,
2: Apocalypse and or something. He came before that.
1: I don't know. It's uh, so this, weird to me. I, I do like, like it. m- it's, You have such... All these characters are fucking interesting they in their depth and you have history. And that was the thing I was mentioning. It's just, like, it's so dense with X-Men. You can pull from anything but yet it just none of it worked like it just feels like they just did disservice to all these characters there's a lot there's a lot of them the plot itself is
2: it's way too convoluted you have uh gene gray absorbing the phoenix and i don't know they could have went two ways. she could have became like white phoenix or dark phoenix but i guess they thought it would be more interesting for her to be evil and be Dark Phoenix, which which is fine. But then you introduce uh, another antagonist in it with these aliens. I think they were probably the Sh- the Shi'ar. I'm not really sure w- yeah. what they were. But they come out of nowhere. I didn't anticipate that. And then you sort of have a two antagonists, and it's sort of forcing the X-Men to to fight two evils. I mean, I think that if they had just used jean gray or dark phoenix as the primary antagonist and um focused on her character a bit more and really worked to establish like some sort of relationships between her and and uh the x-men so it feels realistic and maybe so we could actually sympathize with the changes that she was experiencing and sort of just develop that character instead of bringing on another um another whole group of people a whole group of antagonists i don't think that was necessary really um it, it spread itself thin in my opinion and i think they could have uh done more with less or it maybe uh i think it would have been more easier to manage um i think that uh there's a lot of characters and not Many of them have much of a purpose, which is also sort of frustrating. And um, I feel like they bring, they each bring like uh, dynamics to the group and like, uh, because they have relationships with each other, but we don't completely understand who these characters are. And and, uh, when they're on screen, it just sort of means
1: nothing to me. Um, I think that's that's the best way of putting it. Like, none of this means anything to me. Like, it has like no effect. Like, I felt so disconnected from all these characters and i didn't care what happened to them uh yeah dude it's it's so weird that this film like dropped the ball
0: yeah some of the action i think was good um and it Um, ends there i think i I
1: would i would say i would say i think magneto had just the best i think magneto and i love nightcrawler as well i love his his story he it's so tragic I mean I'm like, talking about not, in the comic. Yeah, Nightcrawler yeah, is my favorite.
2: Say, you don't get it. you don't get that. That's my favorite yeah. x men and no one he's just, one of the worst characters in this. Dude, yeah, he's, he's corny like, as he, hell. Yeah, he's so corny.
1: And the thing is it sucks because like there's like this dramatic moment where where he he finally let's say kills or like finally fights back, right? To one of the villains like and no one understands the context of that because there's, there's no, no history con- there's nothing you're, there Yeah, you're, you're because supposed like, feel something. don't people who know Is like probably anyone who's like read a little bit or like studied the character previously yeah. to this but if you don't have that context you're just sitting there like why why, is it so, yeah. why does it matter
2: that's what I mean by, like these characters are supposed to have like dynamics within the group and like within the story and you don't get any of that like it means nothing a lot of the time like there's no development for these characters and there's no uh, precedent or or understanding of who they are um I I disagree with the action. Actually, I think this had some of the worst action I've seen in, uh, I just in a Marvel mean, movie. I think recently. there's
0: some stand stand out like like maybe two where I'm just like eh, it's a pretty entertaining looking action. I don't mean it's full of great action. I just mean the action is watchable enough to where I don't know it's it can be the only like redeemable okay. thing. I th- yeah, somewhere.
1: I think Magneto had a great great. A fight scene near the end of the film with Did like he? when he's when he was fucking killing those people what they call it, with those fucking basically the parts of the train he was like, yeah that, that was that was cool I was just about. like that was the only you realize scene that I you realize how strong of a fucking mutant he is you realize how that. tough he is but then that that's it there was nothing else yeah I guess
0: when I see by uh, like scenes it was that scene yeah that's, <laughs> I guess the rest weren't that good yeah I think oh I, like, I mean I like the scene when they're rescuing the the soldiers too.
3: Oh, yeah. Actually,
0: you know what? I'm going to take that back. My favorite part of the movie is the first 10 minutes. After that, I don't care. Uh, what happens in the first 10 minutes? They go into space. I like that rescue mission.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And that's it. It ends
0: there. Does
1: this, does this film feel like it was cheaply made? And what do I mean by that? It looks that, cheap. It looks like it. looks cheap, right? Like It's like everything that they shot was on a set, and everything... That was happening seemed so low stake and everything. Like, yeah there like wasn't, cool. it wasn't it doesn't seem like it wasn't as grand as the films in the past. This one seems so fucking toned down, and not in a good way. Like it just feels like they didn't have enough money. It feels like there was less students at the school. It feels like there was less people on the streets. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I see that. I like that set. Where the f- the town like her the town her, yeah I'm not spoiler worried, but, but yeah it was just... yeah like, that looked like a fucking corny set
1: I was like I was like this is just it was just and it and it leads to one of the most like underwhelming fucking character moments in the film and I was just like oh really they chose to do that I was it, it's just this movie just insane I wanted to
2: say uh I think when I was watching this the biggest issue I had with this movie was was Jean Grey. Um, I think that this was supposed to be sort of a a function as like, she's a very, one of the more complex characters in, in the X-Men, like, especially in the comics. And I think that it doesn't do justice to the character at all, or even just the fucking character on screen. Like who, who is this person? And, and why is her story interesting in any way? Like we get the context of we understand where she comes from from a very like basic level. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler, but she kills her parents, or she's the result of her parents getting into an accident, and um, we don't understand like what's going through her mind, what she's dealing with, and I don't think we ever really understand that uh, throughout the movie at any point. Um, she's more powerful than she knows, and she's also deeply troubled at the same time but we don't we don't get any we don't get anything we don't understand why we don't understand what her character went through why she is the way that she is and i feel like those unanswered uh those unanswered questions just bother me throughout the entire movie and it just further complicates the character by bringing her by bringing the phoenix into the equation and she just becomes more complex but there's nothing to be understood about her or nothing it's just a shitty fucking character
1: yeah I, like I who, is tell- who
2: is she telling who's she telling to shut up is she telling her her own mind to shut up like what it like what is that about
1: And the phoenix itself is its own like entity it's it's something that's but, that, in, but that, nothing that's not told that,
2: that happens way before the the phoenix enters her though that she's dealing with that when she's a kid like she's trying to shut up her mind but yeah she can't and that's like never explored at, at all. Like we don't understand, like that. We don't understand what her, how her powers have affected, like the development of her her character and and what, like issues really she, she has dealt with, and uh yeah.
1: I, I didn't know. like this movie. I was very much I was bored throughout the whole experience. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is kind of like the nail in the coffin for this franchise. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still probably gonna make some money because no. people are. Uh, I are think this is the, one of the worst. This opening. is
2: the, this is the worst opening of any. Oh really? Together. Okay.
1: Uh And then also people are over it to be honest. And I think I think there's like some maybe some, you know, maybe there's hints at uh, how they're gonna bring this into the MCU because there is talks about that. But honestly, like I don't think that's happening. I think I think they need to shut it down. Disney's like, going shut it down. Get that out of here. Take too. a break for a while. You know, talk about beating like, a dead horse. I, I don't think, understand they, I why. They should take a break for like, like maybe 50, 50 years. Maybe? Dude, they need to take yeah. a break, dude. Like, I don't understand why they... And the thing that I don't understand about... If you watch X-Men 2, we we just got X-Men 2, right? Like maybe like 10 plus years ago, right? We Most people have seen that movie. Yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. We're already hitting this character arc again. We're hitting this beat again, this story. like,
0: Yeah. It's <sighs> It sucks because X-Men is the only comic book franchise that I have a childhood history with. I, not the comics, but I fucking religiously watched the cartoon.
1: Yeah. You know, and there's a big plot hole, but I'm not going to spoil it.
2: Sure, there's many. Yeah, well, but there's
1: one that like supposed that's it's supposed to affect all the other movies, and there's one big one that only the only way it makes sense. So they
2: went back in time, so it's a different timeline, probably. Well, I think that's what you're talking about.
1: There's two. All right, then. Then there has to be three different timelines. Then Jesus. for this to make sense. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. And that's and that's fucking. You shouldn't have that issue. You shouldn't have that it issue at all.
2: It should only be one, as far as I'm concerned. It shoots itself in the foot too. By, because of cir- circumstances, sort of removing characters and um, like dynamics from the equation, and it just makes it a worse movie because of that. The things like the things that I enjoyed about the previous movies, like first, uh, what it first class and uh, that fucking other one, what is it called? Days of Future Past. Yeah, um, like a lot of those elements and like those characters are just not present in this, and they could have been.
1: Oh, were was it funny to you guys? I think there was like one part I chuckled out.
2: Was the really movie funny? It was.
0: Um, there's an F word, dude, <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> I didn't laugh. But there was a lone, incredibly loud laugh from the back of the theater, and he, he and I was like, the la- the guy's laugh was sarcastic. He was like, "That's how you're gonna use your one F word for the PG thirteen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember that part.
1: It's yeah. That's. Beast, it was, I think it was like
0: a uh, beast or a it cyclops? It cyclops. cyclops. Because it comes he's out, like, out of nowhere. He's like, if you hurt her, I'll fucking you, kill you. Fucking oh yeah, kill yeah, yeah you. Yeah. And i <laughs> like... comes out of nowhere. And this dude in the back goes. Uh, ha, ha, ha! <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like <laughs> that's me in the back dude I was like cracking up when I heard that I was like it's like really
3: the,
0: the guy's laugh. I loved his laugh because it wasn't like the typical mouth breather laugh Or like, oh, wow, this is word. it was like he knew he was laughing at the 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 usage of the word he's just like <laughs> <laughs> he was like what the fuck <laughs> oh man that was good but yeah that, was, that man, was the one my, part where my I experience was like um, dude this is just- this is one of those movies where I miscalculated when it ends. And then as I was in the movie, I did the calculations over again and found that, no, I had added an extra 30 minutes or something. And I was very happy about that. I was like, thank God this movie is ending sooner. <laughs> it was a clock watcher for me. First 10 minutes had me feeling like, you know what? The 20% Rotten Tomato score, maybe it's a little harsh. And then as the movie went on, I was just like,
2: fuck. Yeah. The first... 20 minutes or so. I was like, all right, this is not bad. Yeah, exactly. And
1: then uh, it gets worse and worse and worse. I, uh, yeah, I was not. I was just done. I was just, I can't do this.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty much done talking about it. Yeah, I'm lying. <laughs> to be over honest it.
1: with you.
0: Well, you guys want to drop some scores? It
2: was just a real index, man. And that Nightcrawler movie, it was all about journalism and shit. I fucking hated it.
0: Wait. What? It was a joke. It was, yeah. A bad joke. You don't like that, Carl? <laughs> well, it was a joke. But I mean, do you really not like that movie? Oh, so you're saying like they ruined it? Like they didn't <laughs> even show it. Right? You know, like, they made it about journalism. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking <good. laughs> damn! I'm sorry. We ruined. That's a pretty good joke, but um, Tom ruined it. We we ruined it. We butchered it. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, all right, Steve, comic book aficionado. Why don't you drop your your score?
1: I'm oh, Man, it's just like a one out of five. I don't care. One out of five? What a jerk! I don't
0: care about this God. franchise
1: anymore. I just like this is just cementing my whole like disdain for all these it's like what is it? We're not even halfway done with the year yet and how many comic book movies we've seen? <laughs> like r- like real shit. I think I think we we seen over six.
2: Dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> There's one part. This shit's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spoil. It, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't care. She's like, uh, uh, sp- if you spoilers. don't hear
0: spoilers, skip ahead uh, 30 seconds. But I say minute. don't watch. It's this probably movie.
2: not a huge spoiler, but she was saying, that, uh, my, my my emotions make me strong.
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. At the f- 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 my emotions don't make me weak. They make me strong. That's not a
2: spoiler. Which which happened in uh, all that's literally the same thing was said in like uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel.
0: Yeah, there's some forced feminism in this too when when Jennifer Lawrence goes, You know, women have been saving men a lot recently. Why don't we call it the ex women? And I was just like, Ah, all right. Who fucking wrote this? Dude, I was like, All right, we get it. We fucking get it.
1: Yeah, feminism. Like no. It's just so poor this movie is so poorly written and done and just everything about it it just is so it just women deserve better cheap. That's what it feels like. It just feels so
0: cheap women deserve better. Feminist, I think uh, I think Avengers Endgame
1: had a better moment where they fucking... That, was, fu- brutal. that, yeah, was, that was brutal. Yeah, but that was better than fucking yeah, this shit.
0: Yeah, not by much. My least favorite part of Endgame. Captain Marvel had the worst though. I'm
3: just a girl. <laughs> Why are they doing
0: this, man? They gotta stop. It's gotta stop. It's so fucking corny. All you gotta do is just make movies with women. In powerful roles, like you don't, yeah, just, you don't need the corniness. You don't need the fucking terrible joke exposition.
1: You wonder why? Because there's like a lone producer there. It's just like he goes like this, and he's just the like, feminists are gonna love it. He just leans back. It just feels like
0: white men. It's, just, it's, it's always are like a like, white dude, and he's like some yeah. old white dude.
1: He's like, but you know what? Can we add? Can we add that moment? It honestly he feels like, like they they're like
0: it's like when they. Like a king throws his, his peasants a few shillings. Like here you go. Yeah, they would love that, right? Yeah, like it doesn't actually help your cause. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. This fucking movie, man. This fucking movie sucks.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to say a movie sucks. uh, I don't think it's a one. I'd probably give it a light two out of five. This shit Uh, was
1: not entertaining. I was ready to fucking leave.
0: But it was. Was yeah.
1: At one point, I literally just sat there. It's just like. Can I just like go on Wikipedia and just read the rest?
2: Of this?
0: Yeah, there have been there's some movies like that.
2: Harvey, what's what's your rating? Um I'm somewhere between like a a one and a half and a two, like Yeah. I mean it's like it's a bad movie, but it's also like I think uh in not, many ways like a poorly terrible. made movie as well though in terms of uh just the filmmaking is not good.
0: Yeah, it's just poorly handled. It's not like a Like just a train wreck from start to finish, but
2: yeah. um, Don't
0: don't want this. Ain't it? All right, cool. Um, So we're going to have to pick a movie for next week. Does Chucky come out next week? Well, we're not watching that.
3: Yeah, we're definitely watching it. Can we not?
0: Can we just? Can we watch something original? I'm getting fatigued at this point, man. I am just getting. All right, so next week we got um. Men in Black. What, Dude, I can't do this shit, dude. Shaft? Shaft. We're watching why is there a Shaft? I mean, like, why are they bringing Shaft back? I don't... All right, well, those are the two big releases. Men in Black International, which I'm probably leaning towards because Tessa Thompson's a goddess. Um. Yeah, I don't see anything else. I mean, I feel like that's that's really it. Some indie mm-hmm. films, but I don't want to watch Shaft. To be honest with you,
2: I don't want to watch either of them. Um. Yeah,
0: but I mean, it's just look at this shit. Next funny. week, I have, I have Child's a su- Play and Toy Story Four.
1: I have I have a suggestion. I have a suggestion. I mean, let's, oh, watch, boy, boy. let's watch. Let's it, watch. It came out. It had a uh, a release this week, but let's watch it for next week. Last man in The uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. I really want to watch that. The show uh, looks amazing.
0: I mean, just watch it and tell us about it. I just don't think it'll be a good title episode. It's, I'm, uh, I'm leaning towards Men in Black. Tessa Thompson's got nice clips.
1: This movie just looks so <laughs> fucking bad, dude.
0: <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. But uh, I can't get- pick Shaft. I mean, I can't next week is a bunch of remakes too it's it's getting it's getting out of hand at this point i don't like i don't know what we should do like do we start a petition do we rally against uh, hollywood i was going to say washington but it seems like
2: i would imagine i would imagine that the initial or the first shaft movie was uh independent so it's interesting like this commercialization of uh yeah this exploitation movie um, I'm curious if the original producers are, are, uh, making money off this in any way. Well, I'll vote men in black because, uh, Steve, it's up to you. I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. I'm not picking between this bullshit.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not picking either. Let's, we'll see what happens next week.
2: All right,
0: we're watching men in black. Cool. Um, uh, Tess Thompson needs your money, man. Come on she's probably making less than uh what's the white dude's name? Hemsworth, yeah. Liam. Hemsworth?
2: And I feel like it feels like from the trailer it feels like they want to be more progressive or at least capitalize on like the recent changes in like the social climate and have like a black uh woman as a lead, but then they put the pretty white dude as like a as a fail safe. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh, makes I, me not want to watch it.
1: Yeah, that I would 100% agree. I feel like that's the vibe I'm getting. Like it just I don't know this. I watched it the It just doesn't look interesting at all. I I stopped watching Men in Black after Men in Black Two, and honestly, I really didn't. I li- I liked the first one, but I honestly don't give a fuck about this franchise after the second one. I just don't care. I don't. I'm surprised it's even lasted this long. Like culturally, like I don't understand why I'm this gross. is like a thing. Uh, I just don't care.
0: All right, cool. Well, we might watch that, but. Yeah, stay tuned. Um, all right, cool. We we gotta play a game. Uh, Steve, do you have a the die so we can play this game? We gotta make some room here, so we're gonna play Get Wrecked. This is the game where we uh roll a twelve sided die, and the the highest roller gets to assign a film to the lowest roller. Uh, I haven't lost in a while. It's suspicious, but. Steve, you want to go first? Oh yeah. Yeah. What are you what do you rolling? Steve's rolling right now. Nine. Nine. Wait, you sure it's not a three? I mean. Let me check. Right, it's a nine. Uh six. Six. Okay, right in the middle. Daddy needs a little coat. An eight. Alright, this is a strange turn of events. Uh Steve assigns me a movie. Is it really that strange? Your name? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about watching it anyway, so I'm gonna kill one Stone, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I have something special for you. Do you? No. You got stuff in the chambers? Come on, man. You know I've been torturing you with...
1: Actually, yeah. I do have something. It's something that that's uh, actually one of my favorites. One of my favorite films. Are you serious? Uh, you have something? Yeah, I do. Uh, what do you want to watch? Do you want to watch something...
0: You give me options here?
1: Yeah. Do you want to watch something ridiculous? Or do you want to watch something a little bit more... I feel like that you would like?
0: <sighs> See, I mean, what kind of ridiculous? Like slapstick? Just,
1: no, ridiculous in the sense that has like outrageous violence,
2: outrageous mm-hmm. violence, over the top. Kind of leaning towards An
1: unconventional lead.
0: Kind of leaning towards a movie that I would
1: like. All right, cool. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give you a uh, Inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> okay, I've been ducking this movie for years. Uh, this is I consider, fuck. I consider this this is uh, one of my personal favorite movies of all. All right,
0: time. yeah, uh, I guess it's time, Jesus Christ. All right, yeah. S-
1: story about an artist, and I feel like I feel like you. I feel like most people can relate.
0: I only know like, the uh, oh, Mr. Or, I don't know the Adam yeah. Driver
1: character. Adam Driver.
2: I can't relate.
1: Uh, it's I don't know. It just I you can't think relate. Just, like you don't just, like the
2: movie, or you yeah. haven't seen it. I mean uh, Oh shit You nah. haven't seen it either? Well no You both get it Well no I've seen it But I'm, I i don't want to talk about Any Alright you don't
0: want to alter my expectations Yeah Alright I will check Inside Lewin Davis out I like all the characters in it um, I'm going to have to find a I remember I watched it started watching the first five minutes And the quality was just terrible When I was watching it on And it just didn't feel It felt like a TV movie The way that like the the frames were... I don't know. So I'm going to give this another shot. It's Cohen Brothers, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Inside Loon Davis next week. You'll hear from me. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, not too long after this episode, we'll be dropping a video about what's streaming right now. You can check out Amazon and Netflix. Uh, so, yeah. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to keep up with that stuff. Uh, it's a lot shorter form... Uh, content on there so if you're if you're in a rush you just want to watch a quick youtube video with some film recommendations highly recommend you check out our youtube channel uh but you can connect with us on uh, instagram do the right film underscore podcast facebook and twitter do the right film and then we also have a website where everything's uh compiled well not everything but (laughs) it's do the right film.com uh Other than that, do you guys have any final words? Are you excited about this summer of remakes and blockbusters? It's getting exhausting already. We're only in June and I'm just like ready for Oscar season already, you know?
1: Uh, Everything's a lie.
0: Uh, I have not seen any five-star movies in a long time.
1: You know, I'm really excited because uh, the only thing I'm excited about today is that I found out they are boy. Keanu Reeves is going to be in Cyberpunk yeah. 2077. Um, they also,
0: so. there's some other things I read that happened at E3 while we were
1: recording, so I'm going to go home and
2: watch some they, of that. Wait, so
1: Keanu Reeves is in Cyberpunk the new Cyberpunk game.
2: Which is coming out. They already here. did their like Cyberpunk thing?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it was Microsoft's press conference. Yeah. Now it's a release
2: date? Uh-huh. Uh, April 2020. 2020?
1: 2020? Yeah.
2: Oh. April 2020? Yeah. Oh.
1: All oh, right, I thought we were gonna have a few years off, but now it's coming up. But quick. I mean, did
0: they announce a new console? Is this did that happen? I don't
1: know. Uh, it's probably dead Don't probably. spoil
0: it. I want to watch it live uh, when I get home. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's let's watch Me Three. All right, <laughs> he's, he's
1: at the event. It's so fucking weird. He's become like. He's video, really remember just, back in the day,
0: a, video games would not have real actors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, that's it for me. You guys have anything else to say?
3: Ah,
1: that's Ooh. it.
0: All right. Well, I guess there's only one thing left to do and, and finish with our uh, catchphrase.
1: <sighs> I'm uh, just say what.